0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome back. Shout out to everybody tuning in right now on the What Did He Said RSS feed, the What Did He Said podcast feed. We got Cafecito Time, we got Red Pill Tamales, we got What Did He Said, we got random spontaneous podcasts dropping all the time. Today we have The Homie, man. The Homie was in the area. And uh, I said, man, stop by, bro. Let's pull out the microphones and let's record. Let's give the fans more content, ladies and gentlemen. Here at Casa Bling Studios, we have Israel Garcia. what's, yeah, what's what up, up, big bling,
1: baby. Man, it's great to see you, brother. I'm um, um, thanks for having me at your chingo a uh, bling studio, Aquí bro. A man cave, it's Casa Carnal. Bling Studio, bro.
0: There's a lot of Murero happening uh, behind the camera
1: yeah uh, I, li- you- I like it oh i thought it was, oh like i thought it was a wallpaper but it's not
0: no no, no that's one of the backdrops for my wife and uh mm. i was telling you off the mic that um my wife hit me with like 10 complaints oh. yesterday when i got home tired and beat up and exhausted from jiu-jitsu class <laughs> one of the complaints bro
1: how quickly within the within the that you walked in tired from like uh, as soon as i walked people in No, nah,
0: to- no getting, getting choked out getting <laughs> choked out yeah, like literally as as soon as I walked in, she's in the kitchen. Uh, she's like trying to wash dishes and she's like, first of all, your daughter gets a hold of markers and she wrote right here. So oh. you need to go get the touch up paint. She's like, and that that podcast room you, you got, you, you need to figure out how you're going to organize that because I'm tired. <laughs> I am tired. <laughs> I'm fed up.
1: That's how you that's how they roll, man. You get no, no, no chill time, bro.
0: Ni madres, carnal. So, tan medio cabroncito, but it's all good, brother. Well, you're
1: coming along well, though. I mean, you got Yeah, go I mean,
0: on. camera angle wise, the people don't know that there's some luggage and a keyboard and some picture frames <laughs> leaning. Uh, there's a bag of winter clothes. Uh, we got Juan Perez yeah. in the background, Juan but Be- we don't have room for three microphones. Yeah. That's the thing. Actually, no, we do have room for three mics, but this uh, interface I have can only take two mics. So... So, shout out to all, everybody that sends Super Chats, all the patrons. Soon, we will have a four-track, a four-input. bro. <laughs>
1: Put improvement aqui, bro. So,
0: what's up, bro? You Are you bringing back your uh, Vinyl Snacks podcast?
1: Yeah, I'm going to be doing Vinyl Snacks again. I, I, for those that don't know, Vinyl Snacks is a little podcast that I started maybe like about a year ago. And I pretty much pick out a record and I talk about the album and stuff like that. So, I have like this whole you like thing that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Um, because I like vinyl records and stuff like that. So everywhere that I go and do a show in another city, I always buy like a record and stuff, you know, any genre, so I decided just, yeah, anything. Mostly like my favorite records to buy are like old classic country records. Bro. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, like Hank Williams. George Jones. Ooh, George John Jones. Johnny Cash, dude. You
0: know, bro. Those old, those, those men from hey, like the days. Hey, era puro vato Puro
1: bro. Hey, do you
0: know Tennessee whiskey sung by George Jones? Yeah, he's the
1: original one. People don't know. I, I, I think
0: somebody sang it before him, like David Allen. Oh, wow. Cole. Was it?
1: David Allen Coe or something? Uh, yeah, I think it was oh, David wow. Allen Coe. Um, I, I, I knew George Jones had sang it. That's my jam. Hey, yeah. look.
0: My wife and I, we went to go see Chris Stapleton, right, at the rodeo. Oh, that's neat. And it was like 75,000 people in uh, NRG Stadium. Wow. That's where, they, that's where they play football and all kind of stuff. So the Houston Rodeo is a big deal. Yeah. And um, we saw Chris Stapleton. And, of course, he ends he ends the show
1: oh, that's with closer. his version.
0: I, and I, oh. Dude, I'm looking around like. These people don't even know that's a cover. Bro. Yeah, it's a
1: cover, dude. So everybody else, everybody
0: else got their cell phone light. I'm just yeah. sitting down. <laughs> I'm singing to George Jones. <laughs> You're <red laughs> yeah, yeah, strawberry. <laughs> wine.
1: Yeah, that's true. You're strong. Wow. As I'm glad brand. brand wow, ch- Hey, chingo, I didn't know. I didn't take and you for I a... And I stay stoned
0: <laughs> of your love. Oh,
1: <laughs> dude. Day. I didn't take you for a country. Hey, God, carnal. this a is classic day. alpha country. Me van a
0: decir Sela. Ahora sí, Cella, carnal. Sela. Hey, hey, homie, you're supposed to only be jamming tigres, carnal. Yeah,
1: Have you ever heard this This, this one uh, podcast called... Oh, it's not a podcast. It's a show. I'm sorry. On uh, Cinemax. Called uh, Tales from the Tour Bus. Have I you heard it? it? No. It's uh, it was it's a, it's a series created by Mike Judge, the guy who did yeah. uh Beavis uh, and Butthead. Yeah, Beavis and Butthead and then the what was that what was Idiocracy. Idiocracy. So he, he did this show called um, Tales from the Tour bus. It's so freaking hilarious, dude. Anybody that gets a chance, highly recommend you guys check out Tales from the Tour bus, dude. It's like an animated series where they interview bandmates of old school country singers, bro. And they tell stories about touring with, with the country singer. So one mm. of the episodes is, like, George Jones and, mm. like, they have... Um, and it's
0: on cinema?
1: Yeah, it's on cinema. I do get it on Prime, Amazon Prime. Oh, uh, okay. But okay, I okay. saw it on that channel. But, oh, my God, dude, these country singers from back in the day were crazy, dude. Like, they would party freaking hard. Puro man. moonshine. Yeah, dude. Like, like, George Jones obviously was a major alcoholic, dude, uh-huh. like... So they just tell all these stories about all these badass country singers that used to like party and stuff, and dude, super um, hilarious show.
0: You know, uh, this is like on it makes you
1: admire it a little more. The what? It makes you admire them like their work more because they <laughs> live what they say, dude. <laughs> yeah,
0: he stopped loving. He her stopped loving
1: her today. today. He's a badass man, dude. George um,
0: shows. yeah, shout out to George Jones, brother. It's the iba here. Um, when you talk about like hunting for vinyl and hunting for records sometimes i look on youtube like uh jay dilla producer and like how he like de- they'll deconstruct samples they'll be oh, like yeah they'll be like this is a hit song for common and before that he never really had a hit until he hooked up with this producer out of detroit named jay dilla and how he would piece together and chop samples yeah. and basically a lot of these producers like Obviously, like Kanye, I'm sure, but like yeah, Just yeah, Blaze. Yeah. I mean, a lot man, of these producers, bro, dude. like like what I pictured when I picture you hunting for vinyl, I picture you almost like a producer, like looking yeah, for drum loops. Yeah, looking Like, what do you look for? Inspiration? Kind of, yeah.
1: Like, I mean, there's weird because whenever I go like vinyl record shopping, it's always like, I, I kind of go there with an open mind, but there are, obviously, I always do go for a classic, I always like... For whatever reason I like old classic country records cuz they sound really good on vinyl. Mm. Like so something about old classic country just sounds so nice mm-hmm. for me on on vinyl. Um, but I also try to like find like I'll also get like one random record too that I don't know like a band that I don't know or mm-hmm. whatever just and I'll and I'll make the choice based on the record. Mm-hmm. You know so I'll see what the what the cover art is, mm-hmm. you know, and then you read the back and then mm-hmm. There's all these interesting stuff that mm-hmm. you wouldn't find because now they don't. You just get them online, you know. Mm-hmm. But now you now like back the records. They have like little booklets, and mm-hmm. you find all these cool stuff. And there's all these cool bands that I've, like I've come across that are old bands like from the '70s, and they're just like, man, this is a good band. Like, and you never really heard much of them. It's it's so,
0: yeah, it's refreshing to hear like that analog, yeah, like just
1: finding something. The crackling.
0: you know that some hip hop producers they'll even overlay like vinyl crackle on top of their digital beats Wow! so there's a song yeah there's a song called um uh, lemonade and uh i was watching how they the producers were breaking down how they made it they're like well first we hit up our guitar player and originally the concept was like a rock star that was the name of the track and the way a homeboy played the thing and then we added this and we sped it up and we we, we looped this, and we layered that, and we added drums, and then they were That's like, wild, and then they said the finishing touch was to overlay like a vinyl noise, like dirty. Wow. It's like gr- making it gritty, making yeah. it warm, making it vintage-y, making wow. it analog. Like That's there's crazy. just something about that feel.
1: Yeah, it sounds real nice, man. I don't know. I've always liked records my whole life. Even when I was a little kid. I was how, really how many interested. records do you think you, you own? Mm, I probably own... I mean, probably over 100 records. Yeah, probably over 100. Mm-hmm. I nice. started getting, like, I always had records, but my collection started getting big in, like, the last, like, maybe 20 hey, and half And you're years. not even a DJ, bro. Yeah, I'm not even <laughs> a DJ. P- <laughs> <laughs> Them DJs, though, man. But, um, yeah, dude, so maybe, like, I'd probably say, like, about 100 records, maybe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, probably in the last two to three years, I started to get really, like, uh, that's kind of what I, because I don't have any hobbies. When you're a comedian, mm-hmm. we, we don't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. and that was one thing that I realized I'm like man I have no hobbies like I have nothing yeah, going on hobbies like it's just comedy though. is all I've ever done you know you, you, so. you could
0: burn out that way like when, yeah. I, when I was chasing my rap dream it was like no time for hobby I guess yeah. I guess if you counted like somebody's um, some of this negative like like strip clubs isn't a hobby
1: that's funny. you know
0: that's a luxury dog yeah that's a that's a premium item <laughs> sir uh, that, yeah Uh, but that's why like, like the jujitsu stuff. It's like, Oh, finally I found like a, like a good, positive, healthy, uh, hobby that like tires me out. It really challenges me not only physically, but like mentally and all that. So, so when you did, um, the vinyl snacks podcast, would you focus on one particular album at a time? Yeah.
1: Like what I'll do is like, um, I'll, um, I'll pick out a record and then I'll listen to it and I talk about, I try to talk about stuff about the record or about the artist. It just depends. Most of the time, it's like the history of the artist or something that happened to them. So any type of interesting thing that I that I find interesting about that person or the album or something, I'll do that. So I'll like look up their history. Like, you know, I did one on Buddy Holly and I talked about him dying and I, how I went to like, I try to affiliate with stuff that I've been through, like, because I went to the Buddy Holly Museum. Is that like know. Lubbock
0: or something? Yeah, it was in okay. Lubbock. Yeah,
1: you mm-hmm. never been there?
0: Not his, not the
1: museum. No. Oh, it's cool, dude. Yeah. yeah, the Buddy Holly Museum. Um Paul McCartney keeps it up. He pays for it. Yeah. People wow. don't realize that 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 Buddy Holly was um Paul McCartney's like biggest influence, mm. bro. He even named the Beatles after Buddy Holly and the Crickets. Yeah. Mhm. Buddy Holly from from freaking How would you figure that Luba out? Texas, you book about bro. it? Yeah, I read about it. Like, Beach he's X. a huge, like, wow. Buddy Holly Tom fan, bro. They co- he even copied his sound because Buddy Holly was one of the first artists that had, like, the fundamental rock and roll sound, which was the drum, the lead guitar, uh, uh, I forgot the bass. and I forgot what the way he, his setup was, mm-hmm. but there was a, a certain setup that Buddy Holly created mm-hmm. that artists like the Beatles, a lot Rolling Stones, they all copied that from him. So way was, over in yeah, He was in a England. revolutionary for for his time. Yeah. What
0: what are what are some
1: of your favorite Buddy Holly songs? Um there's one called um ah, oh, was, I was just sitting listening to it the other day. Um put you on the spot. Yeah, no, there's one <laughs> called um oh, I'm trying to remember um Raven, I like Raven, bro. Raven, mm-hmm. you never heard that one. Man,
0: you got to sing it a little bit
1: better. Oh, no, I suck. <laughs> no, I suck at it. Dude. But Raven's a good one. I like that one. Um, but yeah, a lot of people don't really realize about. But and then in the cool, the cool part about the. Um, the museum is actually have his his sunglasses that he that he was wearing wow. when he died oh what yeah and they're on display bro. they
0: so from the plane crash they got a hold of the yeah glasses? they found the
1: glasses dude and they have them on display like they're all like messed up and stuff but yeah highly wow. recommend yeah wow. so i always try to find stuff like that so i was like oh, okay so i kind of mixed a little bit of the history about what happened and then like how he Um, died on the plane crash and I talked about there's all these weird things that you find out when you look into the history Mm -hmm, of things mm -hmm. you know like Waylon Jennings Mm -hmm. which is another country legend Mm -hmm. alpha male he was supposed to get on the plane oh what yeah Waylon Jennings was backup guitar for Buddy Holly
0: wow in Lubbock Texas
1: they were like really good tight friends before
0: Waylon became a solo artist yeah
1: before Waylon became Waylon like way before Waylon became Waylon but he was his backup guitar player and he toured with Buddy Holly, Waylon Jennings. And um, he flipped a coin with, uh, I forgot who it was, and he lost the coin flip, so he had to go on the bus. The other guy went on the plane and they crashed. But Waylon was supposed bro. to be on that plane. We would have lost Waylon too. Eesh. I know, man. The,
0: so when you did Vinyl
1: Snacks podcast, explain the snacks part i don't even know why i said oh okay yeah (laughs) because yeah i don't even it was just like the first thing i thought of like vinyl stack because i was like i kind of wanted to because everybody's been telling me like well you need to do a podcast and you need to do this and you gotta do this so um i wanted to to do a podcast but i didn't want to do a podcast where it's just me talking like i don't know i just want to do something more interesting you know that's what podcasts are bro yeah yeah so i just decided to just do a podcast on on a theme so I chose vinyl records, you know, mm-hmm. and and then I was like, well, I don't, I don't want to make my podcast too long. I don't want to make it an hour, an hour and a half. So I just decided to make it like about, uh, I think it was like seven to like ten minutes. Mm-hmm. So oh, they were short, like call that. I called it a snack, you know. Oh, so okay. I thought, it,
0: I thought, I was like, damn, Israel like really likes snacks.
1: <laughs> I do like <laughs> snacks, but but yeah. So I called it vinyl oh, snacks. Oh, so they're so like, like quick a shorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then I want to do this other one where I'm gonna do called vinyl Meanies. And that'll be like like little reels about a certain oh, yeah. record and like, you know. Like and then, facts yeah, and what you yeah, like yeah, about it. Yeah, vinyl minis, you know, and then I'll make little ones for reels and stuff so people could just watch something really fast. So I just try to keep everything compressed within 10, uh, 10 to 15 minutes at most. On a, some, some episodes go a little longer, like I did one on Tom Petty about his life but I mean Tom Pei is like a yeah you know what I mean he's, he's
0: so so you have a record player and all that then yeah I got uh-huh. a
1: record player and then I'll look up the history I'll write I'll write down some facts about them so when I'm doing the podcast I can read what I find interesting things that I feel like people would like that's to super know. cool yeah 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 so it's all that's cool I, I kind of want to get like a cool like the one you got like where it's um like uh what's it called um the neon lights Oh, yeah, yeah, That'll be yeah, cool. Nia. one just says, like, vinyl snacks, you know what Dude, I, mean? I just did a... I, I was love a, the one you have.
0: Thank you, sir. I did a... I, I was a guest on a podcast the other night. It's called the uh, Go Hard po- Podcast, and Homeboy has a real cool setup. He actually has a, um, like, a vinyl banner that looks like... What do you call that, man? Like, stone like as if you had a mason it's vinyl it's a picture right but it makes it look like you have like this stone wall behind you and then on top of that it's like a big giant logo of his of his show and uh it's got like a microphone like some flames like cool font. and i think it has like a little bit of a like neon type of vibe
1: but anyway he
0: just has it like on a stand and you would never know when it's on camera so it's his logo it gives the wall that cool wow. that cool brick mosaic yeah. and it's just a vinyl banner and the stand so yeah that that's a you can literally put that anywhere you can put that in a garage yeah. in a bedroom and people yeah, I'm have still no trying idea. to figure
1: it out cuz i just moved out here to to houston so, I mean, I still have to transition. Like, now now that I'm over here, I'm trying to, you know, create a little studio to keep making more episodes and stuff like, like that. that
0: box right there, that's one of those stands. And then those curtains, mm-hmm. um, I, they're too short. You see that? I, uh, I didn't I read you. the freaking... Oh, yeah. It's I bought the wrong... Yeah, here. my wife is like, yeah, ah, you, really funny, need to, you really need to pay attention. You oh, be high. yeah, dude. Were you high? Were you high? <laughs> but, like, but anyway, my point is, you can literally put, like, one of those stands and some curtains and and that boom depending on the color of the curtain you look like you're on the Joe Rogan uh, Yeah
1: no yeah there's just so many ways you can be innovative you know Vamos tranzas figure it out to figure it out. I um, oh, dude man. I
0: wish I knew how to sample uh better because I would love to be able to set up a turntable Shh, and like okay, cool. throw on a record and be like dude take that little four bar I'm loop slow sh- it down dude, add some hi hats some cool, claps some dude, and kicks
1: right? Yeah. That's that's an art in, within itself, dude. I know, like, the Beastie Boys got a lot of, like... They're still getting sued, bro. For samples? <laughs> yeah, dude, for a lot of the samples in the records. They would sample a lot of music. So they still didn't get it cleared?
0: Sued. They didn't get it cleared? No, they didn't get it cleared. Well, I can't back believe... Back in the
1: day, you know, they're sampling, yeah, like, but nothing... They w-
0: they were on major labels and yeah. like major labels don't play. They make sure yeah, everything yeah. is like super legit. Yeah.
1: I mean, everything sampled, dude. There's so many beats that you never even imagined that have been sampled. Like so many like artists sample beats, bars, Ice all that. Brothers, yeah, yeah. I brothers. Everybody, oh, dude. Brown. Everything it comes from, like I've always found it like the more I get into music, the, the further you go back, like, hey, wait, that's a sample fool. Like what I know. They just mm-hmm. took the beat and they did some with it.
0: Dude, you know what? Uh, what happened to Little Flip with uh, Sony Records? Do um, you remember that song oh, he had? Love Flip. You, okay, you remember the Game Over Flip yeah, game Flip with Flip. the Flip. yeah 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 and <laughs> Pac Man Game Bro, Over. Bro, do you know? Do you know what happened with that? All right, so so Flip was signed to a, a local label, right? It yeah. was uh it was yeah, like, I remember his local label. Like, yeah, the... Sucker Free Records. So yes. it was like it was like homegrown, grassroots, yeah. super out the trunk. And um, I guess the CEO, Hump, and Flip, they started, Flip, it was like two kings in one castle. Flip was being influenced by his dad who had just came home from prison. And there was a little bit of a divide starting to happen. So long story short, Flip ends up going to, to New York to Sony Records behind Hump's back and like was just making a scene, basically yeah, saying yeah, like, man, uh-huh. give me the recording budget. Like, yeah, I need yeah, money I know, now. It, yeah. And the CEO, Hump, got the call from New York, Sony, like, hey, dude, your artist is up here saying that uh, to give him the yes, studio man. budget? And he's just like, no, 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 no. no, We're going to keep doing it the way we've been doing it. Yeah. Tell him to come home, we can finish working, and send a budget where you always send it. So long story short, they were like, hey, Flip, take this beat, make a song out of this. And it was the okay. Game Over beat, what? right? So now check this out. So now they go on to sell millions of records. Uh, Hump, the CEO of Sucker Free, says, you know what? I'm gonna audit them and we need to go through y'all's paperwork to make sure y'all, y'all aren't charging us for stuff and basically we need to see how much yeah. money y'all really owe yeah, us yeah. because we sold millions of records. Yeah. So then w- when he started auditing them that's when they were like oh go check your mailbox and they're like what and it's like lawsuit from the company that owns Pac-Man. Oh. And it's like, yeah, Namco. So basically it's like, oh, shit, we're being sued by Namco because of that that beat Sony gave you. And it looks like it looks like the amount we pretty much are going to be owing them in legal fees and everything else and damages is pretty much what Sony owes us for the millions of records we sold. Now, here's the kicker. Ready for the punchline? Who owns Namco? Sony.
1: (laughs) <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my shit. God, dude! Yeah. Full you. circle, my guy. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, wait a
0: minute.
1: Damn, dude, that's oh, wild, bro.
0: Check, 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 check. Damn it. Okay, the headphones are not. All right, headphones are not working. Are we still working? Of of with the story. Mic? Oh,
1: yeah. I hello hello okay. Check the microphone, please. Test one, two, test, test, test. Check it again. Test one, two, test, test, test. Check, check. One, two. Okay.
0: Uh, I think what happened was I laughed too loud. Oh, <laughs> <it's got> to <laughs> and and it, it, it glitched. But I don't <laughs> know if, if the microphone caught that. But basically, what I just said was Sony Records owns Namco. Sony wow. Records bro that's how there's so many stories like this there's so many dirty stories um somebody i was dude i hopped on youtube this morning and i saw someone did a reaction to one of my songs that came out through uh warner distribution under asylum records so that was a music video that i paid for right it was shot on film it wasn't digital like back then Everything was really expensive yeah. to produce. Like yeah. You literally had to have film, like 35 millimeter film. And long story short, bro, I'm looking at the comments of a Homeboy reacting to my song and mm. my video, and people were like, man, this song is like nowhere to be, this video is nowhere to be found on YouTube, whatever happened. Long story short, bro, with my contract, I own the song, I own the album. Asylum Records was just my distributor, okay. so it was called a PD and d deal, which is pressing and distribution, okay. meaning y'all press up the copies, yeah. y'all distribute it, you get y'all a get paid. Yeah. No, they get a percentage. Uh-huh. So I get the majority of the book. Okay. However, it all sounds great on paper, like, yeah. oh, wow, right, Chingo, cool. you still yeah. own your master's, you yeah, own you the really intellectual property. creativity. So I paid for the video and everything else, so... Why is it that when once we parted ways, why is YouTube still thinking that they,
1: they
0: basically did. I think Warner Warner music was in uh, in like some type of a lawsuit or beef with YouTube or something mm-hmm. so like everything that was under their catalog at the time yeah was like blacklisted or whatever the word is yeah. to where y'all can't upload Shh, this to YouTube and they, like it must be and public, I'm like yo it's the
1: asked to reverse that stuff and like, how do you gotta go th- i'm sorry you gotta go through so much crap i'm assuming right yeah dude like
0: i've already told my lawyer several times like hey bro uh i own the song i own the master we parted ways i shot the video like it's my it's,
1: it's my property, property
0: yeah. and why can't i upload my property to youtube Shh. it's like still in the system as like on some list
1: wow <laughs> so dude. it's like
0: that's just one of the little annoying headaches and like
1: what song was it can you tell me?
0: like this and like that the hood wow. got my back yeah I'm making paper stacks like a of light crack and it's like that's one of the many headaches of dealing with yeah. these people
1: bro I mean I know dude like honestly being an a, a artist like as far as being like a musical artist that's probably one of the hardest to dealing do with there's just so much to, to, to put up with,
0: especially when you're dealing with major labels.
1: Bro. Yeah, labels and, and producers and like as a comedian, I don't know. I just feel like comedians have it a little more easy maybe. Is it kinda just yeah, I think produce? it just depends, bro. Like, well, I guess the times have changed. Now people can kind of. I can the imagine. The avenues a little more open now. No? I can
0: imagine there being a lot of headaches in the comedy world. Um, you know, sometimes you get. You get uh, managers <laughs> at clubs. Oh, yeah. that have an agenda, yeah. and they might not like your politics. And then next oh, thing you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> next thing you know, you ain't performing Ooh, there. But hey, it's all man, good. Hey man, they ain't hitting
1: me up. What's going on?
0: Oh nah, you're hmm. demoted. Oh, here's That's your weird. Hey, you can do a Wednesday, bro. You want a Sunday? But like damn, bro. I was doing weekends for y'all, and we oh, was whoa. making y'all all this money. That's really weird. Strange. Um, but like, I feel like for comedians, the headaches come. Or start really coming in when you're popping. Yeah. So sure, there's a lot of headaches when you're struggling, up and coming comedian. It's yeah, just it's a, different, a different type of yeah. struggle. But like, I really feel for the ones that are like super in demand, and you're getting pulled in so many directions. You don't know who's no, who's bro. really your boy. You don't know yeah. who's just trying to ride your coattails. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, just trying to get stuff out of you. Mm-hmm. That's a lot, bro. It's a lot to deal with, man.
0: Yeah, cause when you're popping, bro, that's when the baby mamas come out the woodwork. Uh, when you're popping, bro, like I, Everybody like I, out. dude, like comedians that are super in demand and having to be everywhere, like I don't envy that. Like no,
1: yeah. I, I've uh, had those thoughts before, you know, cause like, you know, I've had re- recently, you know, with all the stuff that's been going on, like I just don't like. To be on that kind of a level and demand, like it's it, it takes very special people that can handle that, and I don't know if I could ever. I, don't, I never got into comedy to be famous or anything. Like it's never a th- like I just want to be funny. Like you know what I mean. Like I don't know. I just you know I was like I want to do comedy and I don't want to. You be just funny. want to be like under the radar. Yeah, funny. like I've always wanted to just be this guy. It's like I sell my tickets. I'm comfortable. But to get to that level gives me anxiety, like, cause I know people like that. I know comics that are famous that, you know, everywhere we go, like they're, they're just recognizing them, and and then they're around with certain people that I'm like, ah, it's kind of weird. Like it, it's just a weird level to be in, and I'm I don't know that if I would like, it. I just, yeah, feel like I would be turned yeah. off and I would walk away from it or something. You just man.
0: gotta be like super strong, know, it's hard. super focused. You have to know who you are when you yeah, when you're coming in the that's game. Hard, man. Like think about like the level of success that like Pitbull has attained, you know, going from underground, nobody, like handing out mixtapes, like just trying to do a freestyle for the DJ on the radio, hoping they could play it, like waiting around, waiting around for the DJ at the club to play your track. And then to all of a sudden, like, now you having to do the New Year's Eve drop on TV. Now you having to perform at Billboard Latino Awards. Now you gotta fly, you gotta fly to Germany now you know and it's like and that's you got moochers level, you got different people with their hand out you got different people Lassoots all of a sudden saying like oh man if it wasn't for me or yeah, oh, I remember that yeah. fool when blah yeah, blah blah
1: we're doing that.
0: and it's like think about how emotionally strong like how I
1: know dude I give him a lot of props bro
0: and then that's what everything though like you imagine bro like athletes like say bro imagine you're a boxer that's finally getting those big checks for those big fights like athletes like whether you're a running back or a MMA fighter or anything sometimes you're having to deal with like man my homies from the hood man I can't I can't abandon them or yeah, or like, dude, yeah, yeah. I gotta go train, but my baby mama's tripping. Yeah, you're having so, to,
1: oh, dude. you're
0: having to play all these different chess games, and then emotionally, you're like, I gotta get a Phantom. I can't yeah. just have a Toyota a Prius. Yeah, yeah. So now it's like, <laughs> so
1: now you're getting sucked into it a little bit. Yeah
0: sucked into the lifestyle. That cabron I know, man. It's it's. it's That's hard. why I'm glad I'm not on that level, dog. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I like to be low key.
1: That's cool, man. <laughs> no, you're legit, but you are, but you are on that. You've you've experienced we, such yeah. an amazing career. Ups and downs. Ups yeah. and downs. Mm-hmm. But you've maintained your your your. You're your like a anomaly in the in super the entertainment industry. <laughs> super anomaly, carnal. yeah, yeah, for real. That's it's a it's, and you've done it your way, man. And you be switching it up. You know what I mean? That, that's Which I think them. is going to extend your career further and make it grow even more, bro. Well, see us get it because uh, it's it's what it is, bro. You reinvent yourself constantly. Mm-hmm. You're a, one of those people that reinvent themselves.
0: See, somebody need to listen to Israel, man. Y'all don't There's y'all true. don't hey,
1: you're not even that. I'll tell you an example. You know who did that? Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan reinvent the reason why Bob Dylan is so like relevant even to this day is because he was constantly reinventing himself
0: uh, his sound his sound, his sound
1: his music his style like every decade he's just some some other dude now you know when he went it ele- was folk then he went electric then from electric he started doing like blues and then he just kept keeps changing and people are like what is going on so when you do stuff like that that means you're creatively expanding you know what I mean mm-hmm. and, ex- and experimenting with your voice Mm-hmm. So it was cool to like, you know, watch your career that way. And then with all the stuff that you've changed and being honest and staying true to yourself mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. the most important thing, you know? So, yeah. And no matter what, people will find you, you know, I know in the when all this thing happened, when you started coming out and being yourself more like mm-hmm. there was a lot of people that. You Know we're hating and stuff like that, but I knew I'm like, this is gonna work out for him so well, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, all these people that are talking all this smacker. like, well, I don't know where you know they're, they're at. They're man. I'm, I'm, like, they I'm trying to it. see
0: where they're at, bro. I'm like, yo, we on the brink of World War III, they turning America into a, a third world country. The value the the dollars being devalued. I, know, I was like, dude. we had four years of peace, and all my haters, I'm like, damn, bro. Like, I don't, yeah, maybe they all unfollow me. And well, got, they're, good. I, they're
1: about to arrest Donald Trump, bro. Allegedly, right? You think Según? they're gonna arrest him? I think think so. Imagine the arrest of President. Oh. He's gonna be like he's gonna be like oh, Park,
0: bro. Over what? Over oh. like a misdemeanor,
1: bro? He'll be walking out.
0: Have you seen the AI images of? Uh, here, let me show you. They somebody made because uh, AI, you know. You could just tell it to make something, mm. and it'll make it. Uh, check this out. Um,
1: that's wild, what's going on, bro? They
0: made it made it look like a CD cover, bro. Look at this; it look like a. Oh t-
1: my God, that's hilarious, dude! Can you see they made it look
0: like a Tupac. <laughs> sorry, my screen <laughs> that's protector's all funny, cracked, dude. I mean that that is
1: insane. Uh, you know what we watched last night? Something's fishy, and especially because did not he win like a? What did, What did he win recently? The recent poll. Uh, the uh what kind of poll did he win right well, now? like, like landslide a, bro he's ahead of yeah he's like, like in the landslide lead so they're saying no he's he's gonna win again dude he's gonna win the republican nomination bro there's just yeah. nothing stopping him dude
0: you know what we watched last night um on Fox nation it's called uh, anatomy of a hoax have you heard of that Anatomy of a hoax. Anatomy of a hoax, bro. So it's basically about that uh, Jussie Smolier, the actor. Oh,
1: okay, yeah, the guy who's
0: Dude, yeah. they basically did a documentary. They're interviewing like the the two African dudes that he paid to pretend From to like be like Nigeria or something? Yeah, yeah, Nigerian dudes. He paid them to like beat him up, put on maga hats, dude. uh, put some rope on them. They showed the rope, bro, like some
1: cheap ass shit oh my, that you couldn't
0: man, even dude. tie down a mattress on the back of your pickup. Dude, how much
1: time do you have on your hands?
0: O sea, mamada, he, Dude, they showed how, how he called them. was like, hey, man, can I trust you? We got to meet oh. up. And the way he pitched it to the two brothers was like, hey, on the set of Empire, somebody sent a letter threatening me, and they didn't take it serious enough. So you, we're going to do this video where it'll just be viral and stuff on social media, and then that way the, the cast and the producers can take me more serious. And But then... So it was like two, like... it's really interesting bro like if you can uh we'll give you our uh, fox nation code so you can log on there and check it out but it was so crazy bro like how the white liberal journalists were so afraid to doubt jussie like anytime it deals with race and hate crime and ethnicity and anything like that they want to be an ally so bad that they that even though all the reports weren't adding up like, everybody was like, bro, he's lying. It was a blizzard. It was a rich neighborhood. He was
1: getting a Subway sandwich during the blizzard.
0: Yeah. And then he'd, when the cops showed up, he ended up calling the cops. That's why the Nigerian brothers were like, bro, he, we didn't know you were going to call the cops and try to pin it on us. So when the cops showed up, he still had the little, the little rope around his neck. Wow. He was like, they threw bleach on me.
1: Dude, <laughs> that's, man. How much time did he get? They they let him out. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They um no le hicieron He wait he wasted taxpayer money because not only not only did he waste like the Chicago Police Department's time and, and money, but also um it was in the middle of all this division in 2020. There was all this political hate. He it he basically threw Trump supporters and like half the country under the bus basically making it seem like they really are violent people they really are racist and they really go around hunting actors yeah dude. and then he went on stage bro at an event and he was like but i fought back i'm the gay tupac (laughs) i'm the gay tupac no mommy wait he said he was the gay tupac yeah he said oh yeah he was like i'm the gay tupac i fought back
1: And oh, people, were like, uh,
0: people were like, "People were oh now nah, that's how we knew he was lying.'"
1: I'm trying to think of a, uh, a gay Tupac song. I'm trying <laughs> I to ain't make-
0: a killer, but don't push me. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just makes up a, a make Tupac a gay lyric, you know? <laughs> it was so
0: ridiculous, bro. It was so ridiculous. But uh, it's like a series, so it's like episode after episode after episode. And my wife was like, "Who?" does this she's like what kind of world are we living in yeah dude. and everybody was so quick to believe him and because they wanted the narrative to be this is the type of country we live in look at the kind of country we live in where a black actor a gay black actor can't yeah, even, can't walk, even walk, down walk down the street, street. buy a sandwich they're just so quick to want to hate on America yeah, that they're like, dude, "Oh, this perfectly fits my narrative."
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's. I think it's um, like I guess well, like whenever I do my set, like whenever I'm doing stand up, like I talk a lot about growing up Mexican and stuff mm-hmm. because I grew up in the border, like in El Paso. Purina one five, what's up? Puro Socorro Texas. I love your video, bro. Which one? Cuba. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I was just I was showing it to my mom yesterday. <clears throat> thank you, thank you. But you 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 put some cool locations. Yeah, there, we got bro. all the landmarks. Yeah, you got all the good spots. I'm man. coming back
0: to El Paso April 6th through the 8th. And, there um, it is,
1: baby. The comic strip or what?
0: Simon and uh, who knows? Maybe we'll shoot another video while I'm out there. If not, I'll just be at a jujitsu spot in the daytime. Yeah,
1: dude. So yeah, I grew up right right by the border in Socorro, Texas, outside of El Paso, and then um, for those that don't know, so, Socorro,
0: Socorro means
1: help <laughs> help but so i grew up right outside in socorro and i grew up right by the um by the border bro like literally right there like there's we didn't even have a, a fence like it's just the river and like that's it there's not even wow like a wall yeah so um, like
0: would people just cross right there all the time
1: oh yeah 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 all the time you know they would cross over and they would pass through our house and everything you know Oh, so, hola, buenos dias. Yeah, my mom would make Pásale. a... My mom would always help them. out I'm like, ay, mijito, pobrecitos. They're hungry. They need they need food. They need food. I'm like, mom, we need food. Okay? <laughs> Stop carrying away our beans. The like, sandwiches. we don't have that and yeah. to give out, you know? Yeah. And then I'm like... And, but then my mom had that bata that was see-through. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> so I started realizing realize they weren't going for the food. They were just trying to check out my mom's titties. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. like, like, mom, they don't want your burrito. They want your taco. Okay? They're trying... Damn it So yeah Dude it's a new joke I'm working on Nice um, So Yeah dude So it's like one thing That I At least for me From what I saw And what I grew up cause, And then I grew up Right next to the cotton fields Right so they, I got to see Illegal immigrants Working in the crops Illegally You know um, Picking cotton Bro straight up Like at Four or five in the morning They were already there At the time I got back From school They're still there Till the sun goes down um, And I realized a lot of things like growing up, and I know I talk a lot about my family and being Mexican and stuff like that, but halfway throughout my set, I do say like, I don't know if this is going to offend anybody or anything, but I'm glad that I'm, I'm American. Like, mm-hmm. I'm glad that I'm from this country. Mm-hmm. Like, because people, a lot of people that don't see it are those people that are very like, oh, this country is this yeah. or that. Or what they did yeah, to because the natives. they don't know, bro. They don't see it. They're like somewhere <laughs> in a place where they're not actually seeing the struggle that there, that is happening in other places you know for for these kinds of people where they where they are being exploited and you know their country their governments are corrupt and all these types of things that are happening for them so like to me it's like i i, I feel very grateful to be part of this country you know what i mean like yeah they they I, ha- I mean obviously there's always things that we could fix nothing's ever going to be perfect but for the most part it's the best that i feel like we can do i mean obviously there is growth that could be done but I, I feel like I'm pretty proud, dude. Like I can, I can't complain, bro. Especially about like, like the idea,
0: the idea of what America is like, just freedom. Yeah, you know
1: the it's the just founding like, fathers. It's a melting and, pot from all over the country. Like, like you don't yeah. nobody else gets to say that this is this nobody is a, else gets to they, say. They they try
0: to say America's all racist and all bad, but like we have so many minority millionaires and some billionaires even. Yeah. And only in America yeah, could that happen. Dude. And that's why you got everybody wanting to come here.
1: Yeah, exactly, dude. It's cuz you have a lot of opportunities, you know. There's a lot of growth here for for anybody to come out and 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 if they do it you can do it, dude. America's one of those countries that you could do whatever you want. So this whole idea that you're you're being held back or anything like that that's a that's just poison for your mind dude like i never i remember when i was growing up i was kind of liberal in that sense i, oh, I yeah, was yeah, always yeah, really yeah. anti police no. um i was anti um stuff like that i was always really like that you know but then as i got older i was always blaming like you know the white people are holding you down and all yeah. st- the type of stuff that they put in your yeah. head when you They you're have growing all the up. privilege yeah, yeah like you can't do anything with your life because you're this or that Yeah but I just, I got to a point and I got it through it through stand up mostly because I became independent, you know? And when I started doing comedy and doing it full time and going at it and stuff like that, and then I started to make my own merch, you know, when I just said like, you're not a victim, bro. Mm-hmm. If you want something, you can get it. You're mm-hmm. here. You can get whatever you want. No, mm-hmm. there's no white, per- there's nobody holding you back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is nobody holding you back. Nobody's ever held me back from anything. Nothing. You know, and once I once I took that victimhood mentality out of my mind, I started to get better. I started to accomplish more things. I started to like like I said, I started making my own merch. I bought my own equipment. I bought my own little, um, my own my own. Uh, you became a
0: capitalist. Yeah,
1: dude, I became a little <laughs> capitalist, bro. I bought my little speaker. I started doing house parties. You know, yeah. I started like well, if nobody's opening up doors for me at the clubs, and I'm gonna open up my own. I started doing backyard house parties, but you know, quinceañas, whatever. And I just started to grow, and then that just changed my whole mentality to where I am now, where I don't feel like nothing can stop me. So, you know? so
0: you rode with uh, Raymond Orta a lot too, right? Coming yeah, up.
1: yeah. In the beginning, yeah, Raymond was one of the first comics that I ever got to do. I would go on the road with. We were. He was one of my very first friends in 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 stand up comedy. And um, I've learned a I lot. Learned a lot from I've him. learned a lot from Raymond. Oh, man. he was he was very so
0: generous. Yeah. Generous dude. Um I love him. he he hooked me up with this sponsor right here. Shout out to Tehuacan Mineral Water. Oh yeah, that's good, right? Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, um, I love it. love it. Love mineral water. I love Tehuacan. Yeah, Raymond um, was
1: was extremely instrumental in my in my career and in my life, just in general. Just a good friend. And um I started touring with him when he went viral with the cowboy stuff and I learned a lot from him too. Like he taught me a lot about the merch game. He taught me about like crowd work and stuff like that. Because I was I was coming out of the comedy clubs you know like in El Paso at the comic strip because there used to be a door guy yeah. and i always thought in my mind like well comedy only belongs in comedy clubs you know what i mean and Raymond took my took that and was like no dude we can do a backyard party you know what i mean we can do a a a company party at 8 in the morning for dumpster for a of gar- uh, gar- garbage people you know what i mean like he started taking me to all these Street, uh, festivals and, like, uh, all these hard, difficult places to do comedy at. challenges. Oh, man. It, it, th- that that time with Raymond was, was very crucial. for me. That's why I grew a lot and mm. I'm really good. Like, I'm not fucking like, tooting my own horn, but <laughs> but I got to a level where I can manage it. You know, no matter where I'm at, I could already kind of, like, all right, I can do it because of all the stuff that I learned working with Raymond, you know, like, That's, yeah. finding a way out of any situation, pretty much.
0: And, like, um, I know as a white belt comedian, I would I would tend to have a hard time I guess when when you're new, right? When you're new and you're like a white belt comedian, it's the it's easy to get spoiled it like it has to be a specific type of cl- it's yes. gotta be packed it's gotta yeah, be like yeah, this yeah, it has to be my crowd. Audience, yeah. and then you're like in the little small room at yeah. the secret group or something it's just like yeah. i can't perform here this is yeah. this isn't my crowd like mm-hmm. it's a bunch of college girls and it's not even packed yeah and, yeah, yeah but mm-hmm. i've seen you kill in yeah. in all kinds of uh oh yeah you situations. saw me perform at the secret group that was the first time i think that's we actually right. saw you that's I, right i met you through jerry garcia yes. at the lol yeah and you saw me like,
1: perform yeah that's right that's when I met. Yeah, that's when you saw me perform. Yeah, I met you at the LOL, and you saw me perform at the at, at the, the secret. secret group. Yeah, yeah. You murdered. Yeah, me yeah. and my
0: wife were very impressed. We're oh, like, damn. Wow. We're like, oh, dude. he's
1: got it. Thanks, dude. That's right. That's a while ago, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, so man. I learned all that from that from Raymond. You know, the comedy is just everywhere. You got to be able to just kind of, and a lot of comics won't do that. They won't challenge themselves that much, you know. Especially when just you have a va- so special, yeah. Especially when you have a fan base and stuff like that. You kind of more, you know. You kind of want to stay and see, or you kind of want to stay. I don't want to bomb. Yeah. I don't want to bomb, dude. Well, there's nothing worse than a bomb, bro. It's such a brutal. People don't get it. Like, if you're not a comedian, you don't. I don't know how you feel about it. It's a different kind of pain. It's it's very <laughs> yes, very very different kind of pain, dude. It's it's yeah. excruciating. It's emotion? It's emotional pain, dude. Like you're like oh, which now I know when I bomb, uh, it's. I have like bombs, and I'm like, hey, it is. It comes with it. You got a bomb, dude. It's normal. But there are certain bombs You're like, that now you it's do. like it's good for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's healthy, you know. But there are some, some, some that do hit you. Like, oh, that one. Oh I think I'm a quit. Ese says me dude. You know, see, see, see. <laughs> where people are just like, oof. Sometimes, bro, like I'll be like about to bomb, just like I
0: feel like, okay, this isn't even starting off right. I mean, yeah, even yeah, in, even yeah, in, in Pearsall, know. bro. Even in Pearsall, we did that uh, that gig out oh, there together. Yeah. And there was like a, a lot of stuff happening. Yeah. A lady was trying to live stream like the whole thing. Yeah, I and hate I just. Those people, bro.
1: There's just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like. It's come like on, two bro. people watching, dude. Like, nobody. Yeah, why yeah, yeah. are you live streaming that? Like, why don't. If you're one of those people, just fucking choke yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's horrible, man. Some people, they just never been to a comedy Stupid. show. They don't know how to enjoy the moment. But like in that case in particular, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I just, you know, I just kind of was in my, like, you got to control the crowd and, like,
1: don't give yeah, a damn. Yeah. Like, well, no yeah, fear. yeah, it's a small crowd. So, not small crowds, small towns. So mm-hmm. small towns are a little bit more rowdy, right? So Pearsall can, it's, it's you're controlling a, a, a mass. You know, mm-hmm. you're controlling the masses. It's one person trying to control a bunch of rowdy people mm-hmm. around alcohol. Especially in small towns where they're not used to that kind of stuff. Exactly. So it's very, like, tricky, you know what I mean? You got to keep them, like, and and then they'll start over here, and then it goes over there, and if you don't know how to work it, then. And then right before I went on stage,
0: right before I went on stage, Juan is like, Juan Perez is like. Hey man, um I think it's like a couple of tables with like some gangs, some gangsters, something like that. But uh <laughs> and yeah. Like, oh, oh yeah, I was that's like, right. well, was... I was like wait, wait, what do you mean? Yeah, like, yeah, the Latin like king. do I need to do I need to be concerned? Like what do you what do you yeah. tell me? They're gonna run up on stage? <laughs> yeah, dude. Were they it looking was, for me?
1: Dude, it was it was it was a there was a moment of uh tension there. Oh, I don't said, know if you felt said... it when you were up there. Who were they tense with? Me? What did I, I say? F- yes, dude. Like it, it, was weird, bro. It was. I was like, oh man, we're gonna, about to get in a fight with these they, uh, cholos, bro. We're gonna what, what, die. Was it a dude. joke? Yeah, like they were already malito, getting drunk. The guy
0: that you were like, oh, you. I kept calling him malito. Uh huh. Well, what about him?
1: Yeah, well, that, that was the was, table. That was the table that was. right. They, they were, were the ones that were getting were up and like toasting them. and. Oh, stuff. Oh, they are friends with him? Yeah, and then you were hitting them, and that
0: girl was. Part was of with them table. too. Was, she was the table with. So, uh, and was, you were like, I'm gonna stop until you. Yeah. That one, and that they were getting mad yeah, that was oh because yeah. i thought Cause it was like the, like the table there, i went over there with mm. the uh with the security guard yeah. yeah. i mean i'm a white belt two stripes so i mean yeah, you know, yeah it's whatever big die yeah i know dude i'll pull guard <laughs> i'll get on my back and just like, see oh. i don't i i don't
1: i don't do any of that I just i just get on the ground I'll call police, bro.
0: Did y'all see Takashi get jumped in the restroom? Oh, yeah. At an L.A. fitness?
1: Dude, what happened?
0: He was like at Equinox or he was at a Planet Fitness or something. And
1: um, he tried to touch a guy's butt or (laughs) I don't know,
0: dude. Apparently, I don't know if the people that jumped him, if by chance they like caught him slipping there. Like he had been talking mess to them. I don't know if they were like social media influencers. Um, First of all, if you're going to commit a crime, don't. Film yourself and don't let nobody yeah, film dude. you doing it. Uh, everybody wants clout these days, so they
1: recorded it,
0: yeah, or someone, yeah, oh. someone in there recorded it. But my thought the whole time, bro, well, I was like, I was like, Takashi, man, like, I wanted to coach him through it, like, yeah, bro, <laughs> like, bro, like, <laughs> yeah. ankle, oh, yeah. reach for the ankle, <laughs> no, bro.
1: i character, the one that's uh, one. El mama, el, the one, and my mom, the karate one. I, do, I, I don't have
0: a karate. A girl, one. Oh, like, oh, we do Tio Juventino. Yeah, we, Tio Juventino He would do some jiu-jitsu sometimes. That'd
1: be a funny video for you. You could do a little reel, like where you give Tekashi some advice. And you're that, like, yeah, yeah, hey,
0: Tekashi, por si Tekashi te van a ser jump. Mira, aquí estamos viendo lo que le pasó Tekashi. Hey, carnal, look right here. This
1: is where you messed up. Like, pretend you're at the gym. And somebody comes out. I
0: mean, he did. I mean, he. Some of the stuff I saw, I was like, okay, he's got his legs up at least. Yeah like, towards the people where if they had gotten close again he could have did an up kick you yeah. know what I'm saying Um they wow. probably would have beat him up more but but at least like I mean I don't know dog I, I mean know. that
1: guy's gotta live his whole life like just
0: I was just like get him in your guard like do a heel sh- but uh, si no sabes way, no sabes carnal no 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 it takes a lot of mat time <laughs> mat time <laughs> it's a lot of mat time cause we were drilling something <laughs> yesterday like if somebody gets uh-huh. on top of you you know how do you how do you how do you get defend of, it? How do you yeah. get out of that? And that that burned a lot how of How long have you been doing that? It'll probably be a year this summer. Uh but I'm still, you know, I'm still super green. I know
1: Steve Tamia. I mean, Steve Trevino got yeah he's, right? yeah, he's a blue belt.
0: Yeah, he's a blue belt. And my uh, my what, what
1: what belt are you? White. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so blue belt's higher than the white? Yeah. Oh, Blue's okay. next. Yeah. Oh. Blue's cool.
0: next. Yeah. I got a couple more stripes before I can get the blue. Uh, but, yeah, when, when uh, Steve announced that he got the blue. Yeah, the I blue saw. Belt. I was like, what? I my, know my, my, was... Producer Rob, he, my producer, Rob, he's a white belt. But it, it, I was like, it looked like he had belt envy. <laughs> belt envy? As a matter of fact, I think Steve called me the other day, <laughs> man. I need to hit him back, see yeah, see what, what he was I talking did, about. Did. Uh, so look, this is that background banner I was telling you about. See? Oh, that's cool. My homeboy. Yeah, that's You can't intent. even tell, oh, especially yeah, that on that camera. Looks, that looks
1: that looks sweet. On camera. It's the color. Mm-hmm. Especially because they do that on purpose. They like... Different colors sh- shades, mm-hmm.
0: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, hey, we're gonna knock out some content. You got a minute, bro? Y'all can yeah, uh, stick could, around. Yeah, hang out for sure. Um but yeah, man. Sure. Uh Israel's in the area. Uh, Juan and Israel stopped by. I said, Man, let's record. The people want more content. Uh, we're trying to build up the YouTube. This this is going on the YouTube. Who knows maybe we'll make some clips out of it some shorts some reels. yeah absolutely um, i'm always
1: down to work with you man you're one sure. of the. you're one of the and just a quick shout out this guy right here is one of the most um humble genuine nice nicest people i've ever met in the game tough um, you forgot tough tough you know what i mean read the script it was the up way to me, i told you if it was up to me i would have already given him that black belt bro Sus. you get a shortcut but so yeah, keep going strong, chingo. Hey, when it comes of, it, when it comes to being humble, bro, I'm my, a black belt, I will. I'm a bro. black belt, humble. When yeah. it comes to being when it comes to being humble, carnal, I'm so black belt. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most unhumblest line you can say. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yo,
0: Israel <laughs> Garcia, Israel Garcia, one bad comic. Uh, follow him all over social media. Bring back the vinyl snacks podcast. Yeah, I
1: will. We're gonna be kicking it off pretty soon, so
0: yeah yeah let let me know how i can help uh one bad comic pretty much everywhere right
1: yeah yeah one bad comic instagram facebook website israel
0: garcia yeah check him out if he's in your town and uh, let's upload this, and we will talk to y'all soon. What did he said podcast? Follow that RSS feed. What did he said podcast? All the different shows, all the different episodes. We're just gonna put them there. So there's gonna come a time where you might want to go check Cavasito Time podcast, and and there's gonna be an announcement on there saying, "Hey, we're no longer uploading here. Go to What Did He Said on Spotify, Amazon, todo Apple." All right, y'all. Peace.